When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Yeah, good morning, everybody. How are you? Thank you for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Find this podcast. On Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and every day, 9.45 a.m., live on Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. A couple of things to take care of, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, number one, merchandise. Find it now, rudypovich.com. Also, uh, coming up this Friday, if you're going to be around in Duluth, I just got put on a show, just found out moments ago that I will be up in Duluth at Fickers Brewing in the heart of, is that considered... East Duluth, or is it still downtown? Is it still? Because it's like right on the cusp, I guess. Right? It's been a while since I've been to Fitkers, but I guess we'll just downtown. Because I ran a five k at Fitkers, and that went around downtown, like down by the deck. So it must be. So anyway, uh, Fitkers Brewing this Friday night, Duluth, Minnesota, with my good friend Maggie Ferris, who is just the sweetest, kindest, best person on the planet. I absolutely adore her. And if you are not following Maggie, Extreme Maggie. You are missing out because she is has not only one of the sweetest, nicest people ever, but then also on top of it is just lights out funny. So Chuck, who just happened to uh, hop onto the live feed, was here on Saturday night in the backyard when uh, Maggie was performing and just crushing it, man. I mean, it's like 25 people and everybody's laughing like we're in the Pantages Theater. That's what I love about that lady. Doesn't matter the crowd size, man. She comes up. It's like it's like 25 people in my backyard or literally the state theater. And she is, she acts like it's the same. Like it's Madison Square Garden everywhere she goes. As Chuck just wrote, she crushed. She's so good. Gosh, she's so good. Like every time I see her live, there's, there's times where I've watched Maggie. And I thought to myself, is she making this up as she goes? Because she's so fluid and it's just so, it just comes out so naturally. And it looks like it's just coming off the top of her head. And every time I see her, I'm like, there's always new stuff. There's always stuff that uh, you don't see coming. There's always like really good turns. There's great headers. You know exactly where the joke is supposed to be. And then just a always like a big left hook out of nowhere. You don't see it coming. I love it. She's everything that imbibes good comedy and is on and on top of it, even if she wasn't a comedian, even if all she did was like run a pet store, she'd still be the nicest goddamn person on the planet. And on top of it is just super funny. She actually works for MnDOT and she makes no bones about it. She talks about it quite a bit. She runs one of those big ass plows in the wintertime and You know, to be able to keep up with city workers, with especially, I mean, that's a man's world, you know, and she, I mean, I've talked to guys that have known her outside of the comedy realm and just been like, fuck, dude, 
There's nobody funnier than Maggie Ferris. So this Friday night, if you're going to be in Duluth, oh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great. I'm bringing my dog up there. We're going to hang. We're going to go kick it at Lake Superior for the evening. That should be a, a fantastic time. So uh, I do want to say thank you to everybody who dropped me a birthday line yesterday. There are far too many people for me to go back and thank individually. But as I talked about on Monday's show yesterday, just sort of looking around and you got a house, you got people who love you, you got electricity, you got food, you got a microwave that hangs in the kitchen, you got a TV up on the wall, they're not sharing the same tray. You've arrived. You've made it. What what more could you ever want in life? Would it be nice to have private jets and millions of dollars? Absolutely. But with that, it's a goddamn pain in the ass. More money. Uh, hey, man, as, uh, as Biggie Smalls once said, more money, more problems. Okay? If there's anything a 41-year-old white guy knows, more money, more problems. Uh, Chuck, how's 51 treating you? Uh, I will let you know when I get there in 17 years. So, yeah. I'll let you know, bud, for sure. Uh, no, it was a it was a great birthday, and you know, family stopped by. Like I said, that's that's that is the sign of a made man. You got people who love you. They show up. They they want to drop off some gifts. Everybody wants to you know pour a drink with you. You got friends that stop by. They fill your beer fridge filled with all sorts of goodies. You guys know me or what, man? That beer fridge. I mean, I literally had a half a bottle of uh, Irish cream. And my bottle of Milwaukee Bucks Riesling that I have not opened up yet. I'm waiting for the tip-off of the 2021-22 season to be able to crack that guy open. And uh, it uh, it felt good, man. I'm just I'm staring at that fridge, going, dude, just you're loved, you're loved, and that's a good place to be in life. If you got a few few people around you, I always think about Eddie Vedder and in the Pearl Jam song um, "Breathe," where he says. I'm a lucky man to have on both hands the ones I love. That's all you need, man. That's all you need, you know. I remember when uh, I had a really nice conversation with uh, probably one of my biggest radio heroes, Remy Maxwell, one time. And we were talking about my dad. And I just said, Jesus, you know, like he lives like such a life where, Christ, the guy, fuck, he couldn't even balance a checkbook. And Remy goes, that's a good life. That's good living. You know, like you don't have bank accounts, you don't have mortgages, you don't have any of that garbage. You just live and you live simply and you have fun. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I never thought about it that way. Uh, Maximilian, I love your attitude. It's why I keep listening. You know, I appreciate you saying that. And I was having this thought the other day that a lot of it has to do with me having for so many years, tons of anxiety, a lot of depression, all that stuff. And the fa- like I've said, Fake it till you make it. If you keep saying to yourself, I'm a happy person, eventually you're going to be a happy person. So I think that's why a lot of this sort of like helps out with, you know, just like the mindset and the mood and having all of those. When you're having to constantly tell, you better practice what you preach, my friend, because if I'm telling you guys to, you know, look around you and appreciate everything that you have, I got to kind of do the same. You know, yesterday, and regardless if it was my birthday or not, I, I sort of like figured out like a really good time frame for my days, which has been really tough to do because, I mean, Christ, I'm at the cabin and I get text messages from clients and they're like, can you get this done? And I'm like, okay, I have the capabilities to do it, so I should do it. And, you know, and I'm standing out on my, my deck at my cabin. I got this beautiful lake. I got the sun shining. 
and I'm staring at a laptop and I'm like, man, you got to start putting some boundaries on people because I feel, I, I know what kind of a grind it can be. You know, as somebody who tries to create content, I know how hard it can be and how fast it moves. So when somebody goes, dude, can I get this in 45 minutes? I'm like, absolutely. You know, you want to strike while the iron's hot. You know, I guarantee there's a bunch of people out in California and I'll probably get a couple of text messages from comedians and content creators today going, dude, this Gavin Newsom recall thing. It happened to me last night. I was up till like nine o'clock, like working on a recall video for somebody. And I just, uh, I just, I totally get like that fast pace. You need to be on top of it. So when somebody on a Friday night at nine o'clock goes, dude, can you put this thing together for me real quick and fire it up? I'm like, yeah, I get it. If you want it, I'm willing to do it, which I know I need to start putting more boundaries on it. So I kind of just sent out like a nice feeler email to most of my clients yesterday and just went, so here's how it works. Uh, I don't know if you are East Coast or if you are West Coast, but just try to do the time difference because I am Central Time and starting just around 10, 1030 usually is when I'm available. You need stuff, start hitting me up. I will work until about 6 p.m., but then after that, I got a bolt, man, because it's too hard. It's too hard to like try to get to a show or like try to get on a mic. I mean, Christ, last Tuesday I was rendering. I I set up all of my videos to render for people, set them all so like I could start to render all of them one after another. And then as soon as I hit render on 15 videos, I jumped out of the way and ran up to the house of comedy. I jumped up on stage, I did five minutes, I turned my ass back around, got right back into my computer, and then sent all that shit out (laughs) to all the people that I, but you have, you have to think that way, you know, I have to create seven, eight videos in a timeline, set them up in encoder, and then render everything so that I can go run and mow the lawn real quick. You can't just do one at a time. Like, you got to really think about like, because time is all you got. That's it. You got time. Friends come and go. Money comes and goes. Time. That's it, dude. So you better make sure that you are definitely managing it quite well. Uh, Chad, what's up, buddy? I really do appreciate you stopping by, man. Uh, Chad Joe is an old coworker of mine that uh, has one of the goddamn smoothest velvety pipes I think I have ever heard in my life. Goddamn, dude. You want to buy a Jeep? You listen to Chad. Have him come on down to the dealership with you and just have him whisper in your ear, the rugged torque of the Jeep Renegade. I'm telling you. I mean, well, first off, you're probably going to orgasm right there in front of Steve, the guy trying to sell you the Jeep. And then after that, Chad's voiceovers are going to definitely make you want to go out, purchase it, and then take that thing up a goddamn ravine. Seriously. You ever, listen, you guys like come up with a product that streams rugged. You need Chad Joe as your voiceover guy. The brand new... Stainless steel, indestructible toaster. Right now, you want women to cream in their jeans? With this toaster, you'll have Cinnamon, whose real name is Brittany, but you met her at the strip club, all over your toast. And by toast, I mean cock. Telling you, the guy has got chops. <laughs> That's one hell of a plug, he says. Really appreciate that, my man. Yeah, well, no, I appreciate you, dude, for sure. And uh, yeah, if if any of you guys want to uh, create an indestructible toaster, talk to Chad. 
He's your dude. So yeah, so birthday last night was a hell of a time. Uh, thank you to everybody who said hello. It is really goddamn hard to be able to go back and, you know, I know there's uh, people who get more birthday wishes, but there's people who get a lot less. And for all of that, for everybody who says, hey, happy birthday, even though I'm not a big birthday guy, I don't like to celebrate it. I don't feel like it's, everybody's got one. You know, hundreds of thousands of other people have the same exact birthday as me. So not a big deal, you know? I remember uh, vividly, it was uh, it was uh, December 22nd when I was offered the afternoon drive job of 93X. And I that was my day where I was like, fuck my birthday. Uh, every Dece- And I remember because it was the last day before we all left for Christmas break. And my boss came in and went, and I had worked like for eight years to get that job. And when he offered it to me, he was like, hey, uh, when we get back uh, January 2nd, why don't you be our new afternoon guy? And he walked out of the studio and I fucking bawled my eyes out. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it happened. So that was the day. So I don't need birthdays, you know? The days when those anniversaries of all the shit that you, you know, you you finally achieve all the stuff you've been looking at for all these years. God damn it. Those should be the days that you should be, yeah, you should be celebrating. This morning though, turning on a dime, I was at the gym and what the fuck everybody who overly sweats? What is up? Come on guys. My God. First off. All right. Listen, I'm not a big guy of the, you gotta, it, it, listen, if you are a, you know, 67 year old bitty and you're on the chest machine and even nary worked up a sweat in 40 years when you get off that thing i don't need you to wipe it down i'm fine but if you are one of these people that the second you look at a weight and you start pouring sweat out of you that may be walking around with a towel okay do us all a solid i was walking up towards the the i know a lot of people say bubbler i think it's almost like, um, we just say that people say bubbler because it's fun to argue about it, I guess. But it was kind of, oh, it's at, it's at the bubbler. You're like, no, it's a, it's a drinking fountain, okay? It's not a bubbler. It's a drinking fountain. Don't be an asshole. I was walking up towards the drinking fountain, and there's two side by side. There's the standard push the long rectangular button and make the water pop on out, and then you sip out of it. And then there's the other one, the new high-tech one which has the same exact drinking fountain feature, but then it also has the thing that you take and you stick your bottle underneath and then it just automatically fills the your water bottle up. And it has a little counter of like how many plastic bottles it saved. Like, I don't know, I went to the gym today and I felt so good about myself because I saved the earth from another plastic bottle. It's like, you well, could probably get rid of the fucking counter. I don't need that. But as I'm walking up towards the, the drinking fountain, Lady kind of cuts me off, sees I have my giant shaker bottle that I'm going to fill. This lady is pouring sweat. I mean, it is just, it's coming off of her. I was like, oh my God, what are you, an American gladiator? What the fuck? Grab a towel. Ugh. She goes, not to the one that's just like the individual drinking fountain. She steps in front of the one where only I can fill my bottle. And she has just got her head stuck right on that goddamn nozzle, sucking up water and just pouring sweat into the fountain. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Come on, lady. And as she said, then she takes a sip and then she she does that move, you know, where she pulls back like when we were kids and you'd be out running hard. And then you start sucking some water off the garden hose and you (laughs) and then you suck some more water up. She did that, but did not move. 
dripping sweat off of her nose into the goddamn drinking fountain that I'm about to stick my water bottle into. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, come on, lady. No, you can't be. Do you have no self-awareness? None? You can't see what's going on around you. You're not able to tell like people are behind. First off, you cut me off. You smiled at me when you stepped in front of me. And then you drip sweat all over the... Jesus Christ. First off, there's a reason why they started implementing those drinking fountains. It's so like you could bring your own goddamn bottle and then fill it up and not have to have your stupid nostril sweat drip into the... Finally, I just, I went, ugh, and I turned around and went to another fountain. I'll never use that drinking fountain. I would much rather watch that place. If a fire started in that drinking fountain and it was going to spread and burn that building to the ground, I would let it. I will never step foot next to that drinking fountain ever again. Ah, so gross. There's no way. Absolutely. You know how I would never eat cat food either, right? But you know how like you start getting close to it and you're like, ugh, and you get that like, I would never touch it. I would never eat it. There's now I feel the same about the drinking fountain. There's no way. I've just been totally turned off by it. You know, when you were 17, you got a bunch of like Boone's Farm and you went out to a field with a bunch of other people in your in your class and you got shit faced and you puked all over the place. And now you can't stand, you know, the uh, the taste of cantaloupe. That's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. It's so gross. Ugh. Mira, that hamstring curl machine makes me cringe. Even when I bring a towel to rest my face on, wipe the damn, damn machine, it's common. Yeah, I get that. Total common courtesy. Yep. Yep. Especially that one, because your face is like right down on the mat. So you gotta, yeah. Scooter, I totally agree. I bring my own and I keep a backup just in case I need more. I hate drinking fountains. Yeah, there's, oh my God. And for the last 18 months, they've been wrapped up in police tape. So you can't even get close to them. There's a reason why, lady. It's because we don't want to share your dirty ass nostril sweat. I was so disgusted by it. I walked out of there just thinking, no, never again. There's no way. And all the protocols and all the signage and all that shit, you mean to tell me that you can't for a moment think about what you're doing? You don't see the sweat dripping off of you and just like, and I'm I'm not kidding. It, It wasn't like just a little bead of sweat coming down the side of her brow. I mean, it was like dripping off of her nose and in, I'm like, holy shit. Well, first off, I don't know what sort of regiment you're on, but you are working way too hard in here. Oh, my goodness. So goddamn gross. Okay, Uh, moving on, though, because I had to complain about it and I had to split right away and didn't get an opportunity to uh, to talk about it with anybody because I had to run home and pick up my kid and blah, 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 blah. All right. So we've talked about this before where you guys know my stance on man eater, right? Uh. Obviously, I've said before, there are some things that Hall & Oates does that I am all on board with, that I feel like, hey, man, these guys are great musicians. Daryl Hall, John Oates, phenomenal musicians, great musicians. They just happen to, every once in a while, write a shitty song, and it just so happened to be Maneater. Now, today, at the gym, before I had a chance to throw my earbuds, I came across another Mount Rushmore of songs that decent artist, but shitty song. So if I got a Mount Rushmore of it, first off, it's Hall & Oates because they have some good songs, but then they have Maneater. And then it's Journey because they have some really good songs, 
And then you have goddamn Don't Stop Believing, which is it's shitty. You guys, it's it's so bad. It's so that song is so bad. It's so oh, it's so bad. So bad. But there's a song I didn't realize or even think about. Now there is some Bruce Springsteen out there that I like. But there is some Bruce Springsteen that really needs to be taken off the charts. Not a big fan of the, hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did she go and leave you all alone? I got a wild desire. Ooh, fucking weird. Super creepy and weird. Super creepy and weird, dude. Park it. I don't ever want to hear that song again. But then, but then, oh, didn't realize that Bruce Springsteen had to be on the Mount Rushmore of artists that are great but have shitty songs. it's so bad this is the it's the worst this this is up there with Maneater I'm not as bad as Maneater but this song is Pink Cadillac by Bruce Springsteen who said you should release this why it's it's awful between the hey little girl is your daddy home and then the pink Cadillac cruising down the street Dude, if these were your only two hits, you you never would have had Born in the U.S. They would have ran you out of town. Now, I don't know what the... Danielle, not a fan of Bruce Springsteen at all. I get it. The whole sliding on your knees with your dick flying into the camera at the Super Bowl. It's weird. It's weird, Bruce. Come on, Bobby. Figure it out, my man. Mira, this is a catchy tune. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. The second I play this, I'm like, I bet she's a fan. I guarantee Mira's a fan. I know Mira's a fan. Now look at that. Proving me right. This song is, it's so bad. It's awful. This is, this is a terrible song. Ah, uh, Scooter, oh my God, I was just thinking about how terrible this song is this morning. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really bad. Now, most songs that have a, that have any sort of horn to it, I'll go, okay, that's right. Uh, Maximilian, it's been done by multiple artists. I agree. That's why I, I, dude, Van Halen's dancing in the streets. Did we need it? Were people clamoring for it? Were we like, oh my God, please remake this, you know, song from the 50s? When was that? The 50s, the 60s when the song came out? We did, it, it was, it was not needed. It didn't need to be, it, no. We didn't need to do it, guys. There's so, so much of that stuff. California Girls, David Lee Roth, come on. Ugh. All these songs are terrible, but, but nonetheless, People still dig it. I think they dig it because they don't know that, you know, radio and television, they get their hooks into these songs and they play it and play and play it. The Macarena, horseshit song. I think it might hold the record for most advertisements ever played by in a song. And that's the truth. It's, it's so bad. But people were told that it's good and now we love it. And now we listen, listen, listen. And this... And Bruce Springsteen, a lot of good stuff. A lot of really, especially like uh, all that acoustic. Like he did that one-man show and that was really good. And there was some really good stuff that he put out. But that song, I, I, I guess I never even thought about it, that he could be one of those guys until I heard Pink Cadillac today. And I was kind of looking around the gym going, all right, listen, uh, I don't need bah, 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 at 7 o'clock in the morning, but I also don't need Pink Cadillac. Like, can we have a nice, happy medium here? Uh, I don't need a killy, killy, stab, stab, kill your mothers, eat your babies, worship devil music in my ears either. 
but there's got to be a happy medium. And I'm sorry, Bruce Springsteen and that stupid-ass pink Cadillac, man, he's on the Mount Rushmore of guys. Listen, great artists, but terrible songs. And the fourth one I got to think about, because there's... See, like, Steve Miller would just be on my Mount Rushmore of artists I don't like. Like, I don't like any of his songs. It's not that not that he doesn't have... It's not like he has, like, a really kick-ass song, and then he's going, ah, but that song Joker isn't that great, or, you know... No, most of it's garbage. Most of Steve Miller is absolute horrendous, crock, horseshit music. But, I don't know, I'm trying to think... See... I'd like to get a modern one in there because Katy Perry, like Katy Perry might be up there because I enjoy Katy Perry, but there is one song that the second I heard it, I went, this is awful. It's so bad. Uh, What is the name of that song? Uh, Let me see if I, there it is. Dark Horse by Katy Perry. All right, hang on. Let's bring this up for a second. I mean, it's not only is it a terrible song, but then they also bring in uh, a couple of rappers into this one. And as I'm looking at it, 3.1 million views over this, over probably the worst. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Maximilian. Oh, Don Henley. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Because Don Henley had the Eagles. That might be another guy that I'm not a fan of, but... I don't like any of his songs, except for Boys of Summer. There might be a, a different Mount Rushmore here. And that Mount Rushmore is guys who have really shitty catalogs, but then one song that really like turns it around for me. Because Boys of Summer is so good. Like, listen to this. Ugh. Uh, and it's so like overproduced and green screened and the oh yeah Mira Boys of Summer is fire I agree it's good it's good this okay this is the song I think that drives me nuts this part right here dumb dumb so dumb so bad all of this this is a dumb song it's terrible the rapper in here, it doesn't work. I don't know. I hate it. I, I, for whatever reason, despise it. So Katy Perry might have to go up onto the Mount Rushmore of people that have great songs because you have I Kissed a Girl. You have, oh, oh, Roar? Oh, don't even get me going on Roar. Roar's good stuff. Let's, uh, let's bring up, uh, because even though I don't like Don Henley, I do love Boys of Summer, but... The version that I think is probably the best of this, I know we're kind of going down a rabbit hole now, which I'm fine with. Listen, there's one more thing I want to bring up before we get out of here today. And this is the, uh, oh man. So this is the Atari's version of this. Have you, I saw these guys play this for the first time on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And Scooter, have you heard Peacock from Katy Perry? I have, and I'll check it out later today though. Cause that is, oh yeah. That's stupid. But this. Nobody on the road. Nobody on the beach. This is a really good song. Don Henley knocked it out of the park with this song. But this. This. Oh, Mira. Dirty Laundry. Oh, come on. Dirty Laundry. Oh. 
Oh, gross. Dirty Laundry, are you kidding me? Dirty Laundry is awful. That song is so bad. There's no way. Dirty Laundry? Oh, God, no. Listen to this. Oh, this was so much fun. I feel bad that kids nowadays, you know, like this, like, mid-90s, early 2000s, man, it was a good time for rock. It was no, you know, 1973, but this is still, it's still pretty good. Dirty Laundry? Oh, my God, Mira. Oh, Mira. Oh, I, <laughs> I love you so much. How is it that we differ so much on music? Oh, my God. Dirty Laundry is so bad. That song is, oh, it's brutally bad. Uh, I'm not even going to give that song the the privilege of coming onto my airways. There's no way. I'm not taking a bandwidth so we can play that song. There is one thing I do want to bring up to you guys before we get out of here uh, that I have kind of been geeking out on, and I really thought it was going to be terrible, and I'm glad that uh, I stuck it out for just a moment. Because the first 15 minutes of this, I went, what is everybody losing their goddamn minds about? I don't understand it. I don't know. Am I just like losing it? Do I not think of how, do I not think that some comedies are as good as other people? Like I was so confused in the first 20 minutes. But now I'm in episode three and I am on board with only murders in our building. Have you heard? Steve Martin, Martin Short, and... A very funny Selena Gomez, who is on top of her game. I mean, dude, I'm, first off, I know Selena Gomez is no slouch. I've seen her act before. I loved her in The Art of Caring. That movie is so special. You really should see it. That movie is, it's Paul Rudd, Selena Gomez. Uh, there's another actor. I don't remember his name. He really in the movie, it's a boy in a wheelchair and he really is in a wheelchair. And the three of them together are so good. And I decided to watch just because it came from a recommendation from somebody that uh, I think has really good taste in, in shows. I uh, decided to watch Only Murders in the Building. It is with uh, with Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. I started watching it and thought this is this is garbage. It's so bad. And now I'm hooked. Episode three. I get it. So I, uh, so working for this company called Cloud 10, I get to see download numbers and downloads of true crime podcasts. You know what? Give me a, I want to make sure I get specific numbers for you guys. I was so floored. Okay, here we go. So there is a podcast and I'm going to give out specifics because if I don't, it's going to feel like you're just making this up as you go. There is a podcast called murder with my husband. Total downloads on just one of their episodes over six days. 1,324,314. After that, another true crime podcast called Sinisterhood. After that, another true crime podcast called The Casual Criminalist. After that, the Michael Scott Podcast Company, which is a podcast about The Office. After that, Criminal Broads, another true crime podcast. And... It's not like, and these are like, these are not slouchy numbers by any means, but the fact that, you know, the top 10 performing podcasts on the planet are all true crime. It was just a matter of time before 
we were developed a television show where the people inside of the show are trying to make a true crime podcast. So I would uh, I would say there's some great jokes and especially Martin Short. Oh, Marty Short. Every time I see that guy, there's just something I love everything about him. Every movement he makes, every eye twitch, every motion. It's so funny. Lexi, how are you? Oh, miss you. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Uh, Maximilian, we laugh so effing hard every episode. It's great, isn't it? Uh, Amanda, that's a great movie. The Art of Caring? Yeah, man, it's so good. Uh, Olina, I love Steve Martin and Martin Short. I was nervous to watch this and now I will. Yeah, it uh, it took me a couple of episodes, but now there's like all of this like unraveling of characters and like plot and they're trying to do this true crime podcast and then it's they're progressively figuring out what happened in their building as they are making the show. It's it's very, very creative. And it just proves to show podcasts are here, man. You just got to get on board with it. That's where we're at. And the analogy I used uh, at a, uh, at like a, I don't want to call it a conference. It was more just like a meeting of people. But uh, I said, uh, I said, listen, it, this is what podcasting is like. Imagine being in the NFL a.k.a. radio, and you're in the NFL and you're on the field and you're playing and you're having a great game. And then somebody said, hey, you know what we should do? Allow fans from the stands to come down and start to play in the game. And then the fans from the stands started playing better than the actual NFL players. That is what podcasts are doing to radio right now. So this show is proving that this is a, it's a viable medium. That if you're smart about it, like I've been working on Megan Trainer's podcast now for about two weeks. And uh, the thing I love the most about, about it is just to, like to see the passion behind it. You know, you miss, I, I find, I miss that with radio. I missed it because there's people that just don't care about it anymore, man. Like when I was getting into the business, it was, it was a line of kids that were trying to get into the building to be an intern or to drive the van or to hand out stickers. And now, shit, man, that doesn't exist. Everyone's trying to become a YouTube star. There's no passion, and that sucks. I don't want to see that go away, but it's true. It's so true. All these kids just, they have a thing in their hand that can make them, you know, that can give them the sort of validation that they are looking for. They don't need to wait two years doing an internship and then trying to like produce for a morning show and then trying to get on air middays and, you know, goddamn the middle of Iowa. All that's gone because you can just go ahead and create shit and put it on Facebook and then people go ding, 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 ding. They like it. And then your brain puts a little dopamine in your system and you're like, yeah, no, I'm feeling good. I feel good about myself now. Don't need to go through all the bullshit about radio. So it's uh, it really is, man. It really is. It's here. So I would suggest it's a really good show. I love it. Uh, I thought it was going to suck, but only murders in the building. And it proves that Martin Short and, and, and Steve Martin are just a, com- a comedic powerhouse duo that are so goddamn good. Everything about them, guys, man. I just, I can't stop watching them. Three Amigos? Oh, man. Three Amigos was so amazing. And the fact that you had... Chevy Chase at the height of his powers and those three guys all together. I mean, Roxanne, the jerk, Martin Short. I mean, even when he did, uh, what was that called? Tiny science, tiny, 
The one where he like gets. Who the hell is that guy? I'm trying to. Is it Dennis? Yeah, Dennis Quaid gets shrunk into the machine and then it gets like injected into his. I love it, dude. I love everything those guys do. And the fact they're together on the same show right now on Hulu with like somebody who's as talented of an actress as Selena Gomez. I dig it. So I would definitely say check it out. Find this podcast. Even though it doesn't get 1.3 million downloads, I do appreciate you guys coming here every single day. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. And every single day we go live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Popovich, 945 Inner Space, dude. James, my guy. Appreciate you, bud. Inner Space. That's what it's called. Every day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. Once again, thank you guys so much. Really do appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for all the birthday love yesterday. And thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.